Way too many first responders are struggling with their fitness, health, and body goals, but you're not alone in that fight. I'm Ted with Fit Responder and with 11 years experience in law enforcement, as well as being a fitness coach for over 15 years myself. I've created some free resources as well as one-to-one professional fitness coaching for first responders. So I want you to check us out, fitresponder.com, or look us up on Instagram at fit.responder. That's fit, period, responder. And let's see you there. Chat soon. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Welcome to another action-packed edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Memes Podcast. I hope this podcast finds you well. Huge shout-out to my buddy Ted over at Fit Responder, as you guys heard at the beginning of the podcast. A fine addition to the collection of sponsors to this podcast. Ted is a good dude. You guys, go show him some love. And if it's time to get fit, go check him out. Now, before we get into the podcast, very quick introduction. I'm very excited to bring this one to you guys. We go across the globe again to the Netherlands, a.k.a. Holland, a.k.a. the Dutch. I really enjoyed this podcast. The guy was really great, really good dude. I think you guys will really thoroughly enjoy this, so we'll learn a little bit about what goes on in the Netherlands for a cop. And I'm going to keep it short and sweet. This episode's featured band with an LEO, Seth Mills. And we'll be right back with the podcast. Fast, burning up this road. I can hear those 33s humming down below. Remember back, roll the radio down for me. When we were Jack and Diane in this modern world, my hands between your knees. Hey, Another international episode for you guys. I have the man, the myth, the legend coming from the Netherlands himself. I have Dutch in the dungeon with me. How are you, buddy? Hi, man. I, I guess the correct answer to your question is living the dream, right? That is the correct answer, man. The <laughs> Americans are right into you guys. 
Yeah. No, uh, I'm right. fine. I'm fine. So I got to ask you right off the bat because I don't really understand. Was the country called Holland or is it still called Holland or what's what's Holland versus Netherlands? I don't understand. Um, yeah, it's called for us. It's called Nederland. So it's called the closest is Netherlands, but Holland's also fine. We have some uh, provinces that's called uh, the north of Holland or south of Holland. So Holland, Netherlands, the Dutch, it's all good. It's all the same. It's all the same. Obviously, just for the, the millions of listeners out there, English is not your first language, but you speak it better than me. How many languages do you speak? Two. Dutch, Dutch and English. But my English is uh, uh, not so good as you think. I will be stumbling a lot about my words, but I will try to do my best. And uh, also a little bit German, but don't uh, don't don't get me started there. Is German and Dutch kind of a similar language? Um, yeah, it's got some same words. I can I can understand what the Germans are saying, but I cannot make me uh, how do you call it make me understand understandable in uh, in in German. It's interesting to me that for Europe, it's such a small geographical area, but there's so many different languages. <laughs> yep, we got a, a song in Holland uh, about about Holland, and they say there's a, a different language every 50 minutes or so, it's just <laughs> in the same country. <laughs> well, let's do something fun that kind of off the bat. I want you. If there's three words for you that would describe America for you as somebody in the Netherlands, what are those three words? Ooh, well, I've never been there. Uh, I learned my English from high school English and uh, 90s movies. (laughs) 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 Everything's bigger over there. That's for one. I have to look up a word right now, but you're very... You know, you love your country. What's the word for that? Patriotic. Patriotic. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, I also majored big, but big cars in particular. I, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't say something about like gun violence or school shootings. So that's a win. All oh, right. I, right. Oh, oh, I should have started with that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guns. <laughs> you love cars and guns. Well, I have three words for the Netherlands, but I want to focus on something that you said okay. is patriotism. Is yeah. that something that's kind of foreign in Europe? Like, are people patriotic about their countries in Europe, or is it nobody really cares? Uh, in Europe, I don't know, but in Holland, nobody really cares. Until we we have a, a world championship soccer. That's our, our, uh, our sport in, a, in, in the Netherlands. Uh, then we are patriotic as, as fuck, but uh, the day after, nobody cares. So that's so- something I... Um, yeah, I... I, I my thoughts go when I, I think of uh, America. Interesting. Yeah. So here's the three words that I have. <laughs> Let me guess. Okay, you can I make a guess? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Guess. Yeah. Weed. That's up there. Yeah, illicit drugs. Yep. I was gonna. I was gonna get drugs. all of them, but yeah, drugs. Yep. Okay. Hookers. Yes. Red light district. <laughs> yes. Um. Um. I don't know the third one. Windmills. Oh, wind. Oh no. Let's 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 skip the windmills. I know. I know. Uh, I think I know 
even less than you about windmills. So don't uh, don't think every Dutch guy knows about windmills or have them in the backyard or something. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just a small part of of, uh, of Holland who has them. And uh, in the history, we had a, we had a lot of them, I guess. But I don't have anything to do with windmills, so don't ask me anything about that. I can't help you. So coming in a distant fourth is also clogs. Cl- yeah, same thing. Actually, yeah, yeah, same thing. It's it's for the for the farmers. Um, we we wear them sometimes when I, when I was uh, sixteen. You know, we had to. I'm I'm from a small part of town also, um, and so we went uh, to to the clubs or anything with uh, with them on just for fun. But uh, nobody wears them uh, except the farmers. You know, interesting enough about going back to the windmills is I would argue probably out here and what's going on in, in the U.S. is there's a, there's a ton of windmills out, well, at least in the part of the country I'm at. You see a lot in Nebraska, Wyoming, Missouri, mm-hmm. um, Iowa. I don't, I'm sure other places. And there's lots of controversy about the windmills because, you know, they made the windmills to capture energy, and now they're saying, well, they, they kill birds and they give you cancer. And I... I don't know, but we have lots of windmills here, and I think they're kind of cool, but they're definitely not as cool as the windmills that you guys have out there. They're a little the ones you guys have are more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, the old ones, you mean? Yes, the old ones. Yeah, yeah. okay. We also have the we also have the same as you have, uh, like the the big windmill parks and everything. But when people think about the windmills in Holland, I I know what you what you mean, and they are uh, beautiful to look at. I am I uh, agree with you. Well, let's jump into policing a little bit. So how long have you been a cop? I have been a cop from uh, counting the police academy as well, 2004. So almost 20 years, yeah, 18 years. What was uh, your reason for getting into law enforcement or into policing out there? Um, my, my dad was a cop or is a cop. He's retiring next year. So I had, um, from, from uh, being a child uh, on, I had an um, example. Um, that was for one. Um, I can't do anything else, the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and catching bad guys, you know, uh, everything, what you wanted to be, like, like a small child uh, driving cars, catching bad guys, that, that's, that stuff. And also, I wanted to be a canine cop. I guess where we'll get started is we'll do a little different than, you know, we do the normal podcast because I think, you know, being in a different country, we all over here in America with our, our American flags waving, being very patriotic, we have a lot of questions about what you guys do. So let me, I guess from just the beginning, are, is yeah. the police force there a national police force or do different cities have different law enforcement <laughs> agencies? How does it work? Um, well, we have, yeah, we have a, a, a national police force since uh, a few years now. The police academy was, was always uh, a national. So you have to go to school uh, for when I started uh, three years, depending what you, uh, how fast you could, uh, your career is going four years. Um, and right now, I believe it's two years. Uh, but you all have to go to the same schools um, uh, in the country. I believe there are uh, four or five of them, but they all teach the same. And then uh, you can go to whatever uh, department you want or, or uh, solicitor to. 
so yeah. Do you have to be hired as a cop before you go to the academy, or do you go to the academy and then you get hired? Yeah, it's a long time ago. No, <laughs> you have to get hired uh, by a regional uh, department, uh, and they send you to the police academy. But it's yeah, the the police academy is for for everyone in the in the country is the same. So when you said regional departments, is that basically like maybe based out of like providences or or something similar to that? Uh, yeah, we got like uh, well, it's called units at our uh, place. So it's not as small as you think. A unit is a we got like ten units in the whole country. So it's got the. Um, um, several uh, small departments from from back in the time uh, they clustered it and now it's called a, a a unit and we got 10 of them in the whole country and that's where you uh, apply for or work for so uh, i assume that the laws throughout the whole country are the same like in the u.s yeah. you may go state to state and they may have a little bit different laws regarding a ton of different things where they're similar mm -hmm. but maybe a little bit different but in in the netherlands is basically all the laws exactly the same throughout the whole entire country? Yeah, the laws are the same. So, so that's why the police academy is also the same. You all get the, the, the same lessons and the same laws. And uh, it doesn't matter if I work in, the, in, in, in what part of the country. It's, it's all the same there, yeah. Do you guys have continuing training that you have to go to every single year? Or once you get through your two years of uh, academy, then you're done? Well, you're no, no, you're, yeah, you're kind of done, but uh, to get your powers, is that what uh, they call what they call to so to carry your weapons and stuff? We have um, two times a year where you have to do some um, tests, uh, shooting tests, um, uh, knowledge tests, uh, sporting tests, like uh, that uh, kind of thing. So that's two times a year, and we have to train four times a year. That's okay. it. So it's not a lot. I had a, I've had a English guy and an Irish cop on so far, and they mm -hmm. said that some of their cops are armed and some of them are not. Are all the cops in Holland armed or no? Armed as in uh, a gun? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, they are. We had some in the past. Yeah, they had a, a special name for them, but. They were the only ones who didn't did not have a gun, but uh, they um, how do I say this? Uh, took the more easier task from us. Uh, but but a normal a normal police agent in 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 Holland is uh, wearing a gun. Yeah. Okay. I got a question for you. Yeah, let's hear it. We got so we got just one gun. That's it. But is it true that you can pick your own gun there? It depends on where you are in the country. I've heard there's agencies and I actually have knowledge of agencies where you basically, you can pick your gun. They'll give you the ammo. You just got to qualify on it and you can carry pretty much anything within reason where <laughs> there are agencies where they, they, they will issue a gun and they'll say, Hey, look, we're all going to carry Glock nine millimeter. We're yeah. all going to carry Smith. Uh, but there's some agencies that give you, Hey, you know, some guys like to carry the, the, you know, the 1911s and so they can shoot those. And some guys like the Glocks, but, there's a, yeah. a list of guns they can get. So it really varies agency to agency. Ah, okay. It's got to be cool to pick your own gun, right? Yeah, I actually, I could dig it up here. We'll, we'll, we'll dip into the Instagram questions real quick. But somebody mm -hmm. 
uh, on Instagram had mentioned that you guys have a specific gun. Is it a Walther that you guys have to carry? Yeah. Yeah. We we used to have uh Walther P5 and since he, I think about a year of 10 ago we had the Walther P99. That's it. And we also have a, like um how do you call them the the SWAT teams in uh the rest yeah. teams it's called with us. Yeah, they got the Glock and and, and many more. <laughs> So let me ask you about guns in in the Netherlands. Are citizens allowed to own a gun or no? Mm, generally, no. Only the ones who are, have a license for them and go to a, like a gun club or a shooting club, you know. Um, and that's it. Everything else, no. I, and I don't know because I've never been out there, but is there anywhere to hunt out there or anything like that? Or is that non-existent? Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, the hunters also. Yeah, great uh, uh, rules to to own a gun in Holland. Is it kind of? I don't know if you listen to the Canadian episode, but is it kind of similar to that where you basically have to apply to get a gun and pass background checks and all that stuff? Yeah, to get a permit, and it's it's only for you have to have a reason to own a gun. It's uh, and then you have to uh, apply for a a permit and um yeah you can have any criminal records or, or something like that is there a lot of gun violence in the netherlands mm, i don't know what is a lot um <laughs> coming from a, an american uh <laughs> <How dare you. laughs> questioning me um but yeah there, there's a few yeah i've got a yeah, I, I can't count them anymore in my uh, in my uh, uh, career. So there's yeah, I think there's a lot. Okay, it's, it's free borders in 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 Europe, so we get guns a lot uh, that are criminal. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does. What kind of yeah. what is like the major crime or major issue in the Netherlands that you guys are really dealing with right now? Like for instance, here, <laughs> obviously we have the homicides. That's nothing new seems worse mm -hmm. now but we have a really big uh you know drug epidemic i think worse than you know even maybe the early 90s we'll see but what kind of issues are plaguing the netherlands if any mm, yeah of course the drugs we we, we make them in holland <laughs> with, with distrib uh, distributor uh burglaries um domestics yeah assaults not, nothing special, I guess. Okay. Now, let's talk about drugs a little bit because, again, I'm ignorant. I've never been to Amsterdam, although I, it sounds like a good time. I may may go some <laughs> at some point just to say I did. Are all drugs legal in the Netherlands or just weed or what? Uh, no, just weed. Uh, well, we, you have soft drugs and hard drugs. So that's kind of the, the boundary there. Soft drugs is, is allowed. Hard drugs is not. And um, we have uh, user amounts. It's it's not allowed, but it's uh, it's okay for you to to have them on you. If if I if I um, do a check on a person and they have a, a user amount of let's say cocaine, it's no big deal. But it is uh, it is illegal if you uh, yeah if you must. How do I say it? It is legal, but we don't we don't do anything with it. Okay, I gotcha. 
and that's kind of I think the similar thing that's actually happening here is most in more liberal type states here that user amounts of drugs, they may be illegal, but they're yeah. not actually enforcing the law. So it's essentially legal. Yep. What's the boundary between a soft drug and a hard drug? Yeah, weed and and hash. Um that's that's a soft drug. And do we have anything else? Okay, so everything else, you know, uh, med- mushrooms, mushrooms. Okay. Also soft, yeah. And everything else is, is uh, like like cocaine, LSD, uh, meth, all that kind of stuff is 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 hard drugs, and therefore illegal. Do you guys see a lot of meth out there? We see all kinds of drugs, uh, not especially meth. It's more like uh, MDMA, a lot of that. Um, if I say GHB, do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't. It's um, I don't know what what it's called. It's like a, a small amount of liquid that they they uh, that they drink, and they go crazy. It's like it's like meth, I think. But they can make it on their own in the in their kitchen. It's really easy to make and very addictive. Okay, I just googled it. I'm seeing some stuff on that. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I'll be doing later. Just kidding. <laughs> well, it's got uh, thanks for Google Translate. It's got sink drain plugger in it to make it perfect. So that's good for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about another popular law in the Netherlands is prostitution. Yeah. Is that only in Amsterdam or is that countrywide? Um, no, no, no. It's countrywide, but they're uh, it's getting smaller. Uh, they they tolerated in some places in like clubs or in the red light districts but uh, they are arguing politically uh, over it so not, not, not everybody's happy with it there's a lot of illegal prostitution going on and uh, and, and legal and that's a, a gray area and I guess I was going to ask what makes it legal Legal is uh, when they got a permit, like a like a, a club or a, a, a firm company, where the, uh, the 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 town knows that is there, and they get checks on it and uh, like that, like a sex club, and they get a permit for it from the from from the from the city city hall. What do you call it? Yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so that's that's legal, and everything else uh, like on on the internet or uh, on the streets that's that's illegal. Okay, and it's kind of an interesting topic to me. I, I think a lot of libertarian type folks, which sometimes I I fall into that, are like, well, there's a whole thing in the U.S. My body, my choice, which we're not going to get into what people are talking about when they say that, because that's mm-hmm. not fun, but. Why can't the argument go for prostitution? If you want to be paid to have sex with people and you don't care, it's your body, yeah. it's your choice. So to me, like that makes logical sense. But then then there's the back half of it where, you know, you deal with the people really unwilling to do that. And they're, you know, drawn into the sex trafficking and, and bad exactly. stuff like that, which is yeah. it, it's definitely kind of an interesting. It, I don't want to say interesting, but it's it's definitely something that 
has I think its merits as weird as that sounds but then I also see the the bad half of that yeah and it's really hard to to check on a on a on a girl if if she wants it or not uh that that's hard to see or or uh ask her fun is uh, do you want it for the money and is it okay with you or are you being forced to do it and that's a, a pretty gray area to yeah to get involved in yep it's that's a tough one to figure out and i think yeah that is a it's definitely tough to legislate so let me ask yeah. you this obviously you follow poorly made police memes is there mm-hmm. do you think there's a lot of similarities between us policing and policing in the netherlands i do i do i um i guess i think that's why i'm i'm listening to it still um i guess the calls you go to or what I heard you go to is, is pretty much the same. Um, uh, how you deal with it, how you deal with your uh, superiors, your um, your humor is the same. I love it. Dark humor. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah the the troubles and the fun is it's it's uh, all lot the same. Um, but I do think the the big difference is you get a lot of. Um, how do you call it? Rules to uh, like like I've heard a, a, a podcast of you where it's not allowed to um, follow a car that's stolen, like things like that. That's a lot of uh, change with us difference. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, and I'll jump mm-hmm. into kind of an odd subject, but I, I thought it was relevant to the last few podcasts I've done internationally. So there's been a movement here in the United States, you know, defund the police and the George Floyd yeah. thing a couple of years ago yeah. in the Netherlands. Did you guys have any protest or backlash about stuff that had happened in the United States over the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. George Floyd uh, also uh, came to the Netherlands. No, well, not George Floyd, obviously, but uh, <laughs> the protest, the, spirit, the protest. <laughs> uh, and we got a, like uh, in the same time, we got a similar death death of a of an um, an uh, arrested person so we got a lot of uh, riots about that too and uh, uh what's called black lives matter we all got that so you at, around the same time you guys had kind of a controversial incident i've never heard of it do you mind telling us all a little bit about that case if you can yeah um it was like a party going on somewhere and there was one guy you can google him it's called mitch henriquez um and he i don't know i I wasn't there but the the story was he was carrying carrying a gun or uh, threatening people that he was carrying a gun so the police we have like a riot police in our, uh, you know, for for the for the yeah for the rise, uh, like uh, a squad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they were on the on duty, uh, and they they went to that guy. They arrested him, but he fainted, uh, and they uh, arrested him with uh, like five or six policemen on him. So um, when he yeah, eventually he died. And the question was, was it because of the fighting from the police or was it from 
uh, drugs or anything else. So there was a big uh, riot about that. Yeah, I'm Does reading it about sense? it now. And it, it was, uh, yeah. if any, anybody's curious, you can read about it. Uh, yeah. Well, everything is on Wikipedia, but it was in uh, June 2015. So, Wow, that's my go. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is interesting that everything is kind of globalized. You know, you guys had nothing to do with George Floyd, but yet here you guys are having George Floyd protest and it's yep i've said it a million times and i'll say it again it just because i'm going to go on a little rant here man but i i saw a go comment ahead. on another controversial police thing which at some point maybe i'll do a podcast on is this thing out of arkansas but there was a comment that said we have to do better who's we yeah who is we you weren't fucking there lady I wasn't fucking there. I, I, It's a weird thing to me where people will just kind of put, we have to do better. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? Okay. Individually, hold individuals accountable, not mass groups. Does anybody see any problems with handling groups all together and saying they're all one thing? Does anybody see any issues with that or am I fucking insane? I, I don't know. Who, who knows? Anyway. Again, we, we've talked about this probably a hundred times on this podcast at some point, but whatever. It's not a big deal, even though it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And we, we, we got the same um, issues here. Uh, we've got a lot of multicultural uh, in our country. So um, racism is, is fast around the corner uh, to get to, to flag around with that. If you, if you know what I mean? I have no idea what you mean. Like if we um, uh, check somebody and he has uh, another color than me, it's very easy for, for them to say, uh, well, it's, it's because you're a racist, you're checking on me uh, like that. Uh, you know? Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's such a fucking lazy excuse. I'm so tired of that. Um, yep, me too. It, it just fucking gets old. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, again, a story as old as time. You're doing this and that because you're racist and you're checking on me. No, motherfucker, exactly. you were breaking into a building. Or no, you <laughs> blew through that fucking stop sign. Exactly. That That's like the culture apparently we've created throughout the world is I'm going to make something about race to make maybe somebody feel uncomfortable or because of what George Floyd, you know, because of what Minneapolis cops did, this poor motherfucker mm. in Netherlands, I'm going to make him feel the same way because I'm being singled yeah. out. And there's exactly. no personal accountability for fucking anything anymore. No. Well, there is, but they, they think there there isn't. There's not. Well, there's not here. There's no accountability no. here. I don't know what's going on in the Netherlands. There's no accountable accountability here in the United States for anything at all anymore. <laughs> Unless it's a cop. Then there's accountability. But if yep. it's not a cop... Nobody cares. Uh, I've got a good story about that. I love it. Let's uh, hear it. I've got a call. We had to arrest somebody. We knew he's gonna he's gonna fight with us, and so we were there with like a, a few colleagues. So we arrested the guy, but his wife was also in the in the same building, uh, in the living room. So we were fighting with him, going outside, and 
I heard and saw this woman ran to the kitchen, uh, pulling out a big knife, and uh, we all ran outside. I knew she was coming. So I was waiting there. She was coming uh, to the front door. I drew my weapon, and she stopped, and she threw the knife at me. It was a very big kitchen knife, you know, like a butcher's knife. So we, she nearly missed, and we arrested her. Um, everything's fine. She got to court and she did not get, uh, let me Google translate this. She got on to get the attempted murder, uh, because I was wearing a vest. So about accountability spoken. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, cops, but if you yeah, would have thrown so a knife at her, you would have yeah. gotten attempted murder. Exactly. So I was very pissed about that. It was one of the one of the the small uh, one of the few times I went to court to listen what happens with this lady. I never went after. (laughs) I don't want to hear it anymore. Well, if uh, you threw a pin at her, you would have got attempted murder charge. Exactly. Well, let me ask you about that. Do you think so? We the pretty much everybody I've talked to on the podcast has said that they didn't feel like criminals are being held accountable and they don't get adequate jail time. Is that Mm -hmm. something that you've noticed there too? Uh, Yep. But that's, that's from all, from all the time I work with the police, it's, it's still the same. Uh, Not adequate time. They have to sit in jail or they get some other kind of uh, community. How do you call it? Time. Working for the community, community service. I yeah do you, yeah. Do you see a lot of repeat offenders out there? Uh, yeah, a lot of them. So it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I you know I don't know that there's a great solution to deal with criminals. And I'll go on another rant real quick here, buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily have an issue with a first time offender like. Community service, whatever. I don't feel like they even do that shit anymore. But at least here in the U.S., man, our roads are fucked up. Let's fucking start making people make roads again. That would be great. Yep. Um, we don't do that shit anymore. You, you know, you hardly see anybody picking up trash on the side of the road anymore for community service. <laughs> I don't. You know what? People fuck up. I know I fuck up. I'm okay mm-hmm. with, you know, depending on the circumstance. Like, all right, they fucked up. They've owned up to it. You know. Let's yeah. give them a chance or whatever. But what people fail to realize, there's dangerous people in our community. And the question is that we haven't figured out yet is what do we do? Well, you know, we want to be good humans and we want to say, all right, we're going to give them another chance and let them out. And then they re-victimize us again. And then we let them out again and again and yep. again and again. And we we don't learn our lesson. And I think at some point we have to ask ourselves, is somebody a lost cause? That's a hard thing. That's a hard fucking label to put on somebody. But you know Mm -hmm. what? There are some people that are lost causes. And there's a lot of root causes for that, which we don't actually deal with. We don't talk about fatherless homes. We don't talk about all this shit. All we'll talk about, though, is how the system, the system's to blame. But not the individual. The system, not the individual, which is a theme of this podcast, apparently. Yep. It is. 
And uh, it's not just uh, the, the, the criminal uh, part of it, but also the, the mental health issue with that. They, they don't need to just get uh, disciplined or go to jail, but they need the right help as well. And that's, uh, that's also a, a big trouble in, in Holland. Let's talk about that a little bit because I, I do agree with you because I think sometimes the issue is beyond a criminal thing. It's it's This person is not mentally stable. In, in the right. United States, we had a podcast where we talked a little bit about you know 100 years ago, 50 years ago. We used to institutionalize people that weren't able to care for themselves and function in society, which right. I think could be a solution. We still what, do. What are you guys seeing in in the Netherlands as far as mental health stuff? Ooh, a lot. There's there's a lot of work coming from that for us. Uh, a lot of calls are mental health issues. For example, um, a few weeks ago, I had this guy on the other side of the bridge. He he wants to jump. So I uh, got this call, uh, invested in it for about an hour. And I talked him out of the out of the bridge, so everything good. So we called the uh, yeah, what do you call the, the the Sykes or whatever you call them, the the, the crisis team for that. Yeah, they didn't get the, yeah, they didn't get the help. So that was it. Uh, a few days later, I've heard he was on the same bridge and now he jumped, but there was water under it, so they saved him. Uh, another call to the Sykes and the and the and the crisis team. And they were saying, you know, we had him last week. Uh, it's not going to help. Let him go. So they let him go. And he walked to the next bridge on the railroad. And then he jumped over there. So <laughs> that's, an, that's a, an, uh, uh, how do you call it? A oh. solution for that. Uh, also, if you, if you think, just, just don't help them. They will jump to another bridge. So that's, that's, that's fucking a bit, incredible, man. Yeah. Nobody wanted them. So the police also, yeah, he's, he's, he's crazy. He needs help. It's not for us. And uh, the psychic said, yeah, he's not crazy enough. So he's also not for us. So let him go. And that's, I think that's a big uh, issue in, in, uh, in Holland, I guess, but maybe everywhere. I think it's amazing how, how similar policing is in, in some aspects, <laughs> because I can think of a guy that, my agency before I left, there was like three or four times he tried like the suicide by cop thing. And you mm -hmm. know, one time there was a bridge thing. One time he tried pulling a weapon or something and we'd put yep. him in the hospital and we'd put him on a mental health hold in the next fucking day he's out. And we're not yeah. as a, as a society, you know, we're not doing anything for these people, which that's a big question, right? Is, you know, what do we, are we obligated to save people? I don't know. I would say yes. I could be wrong. I think maybe there's an element where you can protect somebody from themselves. And I think sometimes that line's kind of scary. But if you yeah. have a dude that's literally trying to kill himself repeatedly, a light yeah. bulb should go off somewhere and say, hey, we're, we don't, we're not catching these people. And I, I think oftentimes our resources are overwhelmed by people that, are lazy exactly and instead of the people that actually need help we're helping the people that are they're lazy and unwilling to work on their problems that can work on their problems but they just choose to rely on other Screen people for attention. yep yes exactly Screen for attention yeah yeah that's true 
All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the podcast. I want to tell you about my friends over at the V Development Group. They've been longtime supporters and sponsors of the podcast, and they've got all kinds of great stuff, specifically medical gear. Are you in the market for the RMT, the ratcheting medical tourniquet? Do you need to replenish your bag with the latest medical supplies? Do you need gauze? They have hemostatic gauze. They have chest seals, anything you're going to need for your kit. Or do you need your own kit? V Development Group has got you covered. New customers save using code PMPM. That is V Development Group, the educated end user's choice. You can find them on the web, vdevgru.com, V-D-E-V-G-R-U.com. And of course, I'll have the links in the podcast description. Now, back to the podcast. To jump back a little bit into happier topics, not really, <laughs> but we'll try. So you, you said the George Floyd thing made its way to Holland, but mm-hmm. overall, what is the public perception of the police in Netherlands? What's, I mean, at least your perception of it. Do you, are you guys well-received? Are you guys liked? Or what do you think? Um, yeah. I, generally speaking, I think we are uh, accepted and liked. But um, as a cop who runs the street every day, uh, we only get to attend the, the – the bad shit. So it's not really fair for me to to say, uh, but I think generally speaking, we are liked in Holland. Yeah. Okay. What is the pay like out there? Is everybody on the same pay scale as far as officers throughout the whole country, or does it differ parts of the country? No, it's all the same because it's uh, because all the same police force eventually. So it's all the same depending on your rank of, uh, yeah, your rank. And what your, um, I would call us, if you work night shifts or evenings, uh, then you get paid some more uh, than if you work only day shifts uh, like that. Um, I've got a, I've got a canine dog. We also get some money for that, uh, for caring for the dog. So, so that also adds up to your paying, but the paying uh, depends on your rank. It's all the same. Is the pay good considering the cost? of? I don't know what the cost of living out there in Netherlands is, but <clears throat> do you guys get paid okay? Or what do you think? What's your perception? Yeah, I think we get paid okay. Okay. Uh, I live in a, in a house with a, with, a, with a garden. I have a wife and, 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 and kids. Um, I can pay my mortgage. I can go to dinner if I want. I can go on vacation. So I work 38 hours a week. So I think it's good. Okay. So I know I here in the U.S., I don't, I don't know what the comparison is, but it really the pay really varies, you know, throughout the country. And the cost of living is a lot too, where, you know, you might be in the, the South and you could buy a house for here, like, you know, 75 to 125,000. But then you're you're getting paid thirty five thousand a year, where mm-hmm. you may work in Denver, and you might make a hundred thousand a year, but the houses are four hundred thousand a year. So, I think cops, law enforcement, is really not a high paying job in the U.S. Okay, what? That's that's strange. <laughs> well, for, for the amount of work you do, I guess isn't it? Yeah. I, there's a study, and I haven't read through all of it, but there was. It, there's a lot of people that think there's too many people incarcerated in the U.S. And mm-hmm. but what they found, though, interestingly enough, is 
they thought that there's actually not enough cops in the U.S. compared to how many people are incarcerated, which I, I agree with. I mean, anybody I've talked to in Europe, it sounds like you guys are kind of granted. I'm, I'm sure there's some rural areas, but you guys are kind of walking all over each other. I mean, you don't have to worry about do you have to worry about not having a cover officer on a call or anything like that? Have you ever felt like there's not enough of you? Um. Well, I haven't because I worked in the the bigger cities in Holland. Um, but as you said, the rural, the, how do you call it, rural, rural. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they they, uh, they have uh, like uh, two or three or four cops in in a very big area. So it 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 also happens in Holland. But generally speaking, I think we yeah we we've got enough cover for each other. Yeah. Yep. Out of my own curiosity, what what are the major industries in Holland? Like, if you were going to be a successful person in Holland and make a lot of money there, mm-hmm. what kind of industry would you get into? Ooh, um, I don't know. That's funny because I think That's here like, in the US, <laughs> I'd automatically say like, oh, you would get into banking or um, you know the stock market or yeah, of course, yeah, tech stock market. Or, and stuff like that. But I, I was just curious, you know, or, you know, you'd be an astronaut. I, I, I guess when I, when I, I guess, let me, let me rephrase the question is if like you're a little kid in Netherlands, I mean, what, what do you dream to grow up to do? Is it to be a cop? My kids. Or when I was a kid. When you were a kid. Well, it was, yeah, it was uh, a vet or being a cop. <laughs> but a, a vet earns a lot of more in Holland. Um, but it, yeah, I wanted to be a cop. It just had nothing to do with um, being paid good or anything. It just that uh, it's a yeah a, a boy's dream. But if you ask me what what uh, kind of job to do in Holland to get paid a lot, yeah, I think you, you have to go stock market stock marketing or uh, bank uh, director or something like that. Uh, what do you call uh, real estate? That kind of things. Does Holland have a, I guess your economy, is it a capitalist type economy or what do you guys got going there? Well, capitalist, I think it's it's everywhere in, uh, in, in, in Europe, I guess. Uh, but if you want, there's being taken good care of you of everybody in in in, uh, in Holland. We also have uh, um, wait a minute uh, the the neighborhoods are the poor neighborhoods. Of course we have them, but um, uh, nobody has to sleep on the streets if they don't want to want to. So basically, all right. Well, let's let's break this down a little bit so I understand it a little bit more. Do yeah. you guys have like universal healthcare type stuff? And then do you have like, like a universal income or housing? Like if you're poor and you don't have a high paying job, the government will supplement you. Yeah, we got, we do. It's called, uh, <laughs> Google translates calls it assistance, but I don't think it's the right uh, translation. Uh, yeah, I think it's close. Yeah. 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 They get money from the, from the government to, to, to get by. Yep. Now, the U.S. has a tremendous national debt. 
I don't know if you you have the ins and outs, but does the Netherlands have a national debt? Are you guys in the in the I guess what you call in the black? I don't really know. There's there's uh, Google knows. Crisis. Yeah, Google knows. Crisis to crisis, crisis to crisis on uh, on every day. But I think we're we're doing just fine. What, but, what do you mean? But I'm curious. What do you mean by crisis? Like, what are the crises going on there? Right now, uh, it's nitrogen problems. What? Yeah. What? I don't even know what that emissions, is. Emissions. 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 Oh, emissions. So it's called, yeah. So nitrogen, nitrogen emissions. That's that's a big thing in Holland now. So we have the farmers, uh, and their stock is 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 uh, emissioning nitrogen. That's that's what it's called, and that's a big problem for the environment. And they tell the farmers to uh, shut down, and uh, that's a big issue right now for the yeah for the farmers. For the that's farmers, huh? For the farmers, yeah. They have to shut down their whole yeah life, I guess. They're not happy with it, to say it softly, and that's a big issue right now going on. Interesting. Yeah, they're saying the. It's a livestock thing. Okay. You know, yeah, and, and like Netherlands that. is such a, a small country. I, I Googled it before we started. It's basically mm -hmm. like uh, half the size-ish of New York State, which is not a big state by any means. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised there's enough farmland to actually cause any problems. <laughs> we also do. And it's a, it's a, a rules from Europe. And we think that... Um, Holland is is one of the well we get um, one one of the few countries that follow those rules and also uh, um, one of the countries with the biggest problems uh, uh, on emission base. When yeah? you say follow the rules, do you mean like the European Union rules? Yeah, exactly. I don't know, like the, I'm not very worldly at all. So I don't know anything about the European Union. Is that basically where, you know, that all the countries kind of come together and try and agree on certain things, such as this climate stuff? But it sounds like, yes. From what you're saying, you guys are the only ones really doing it. Everybody else is like, well, whatever. <laughs> exactly that. So, for example, we, we uh, give out uh, the numbers of emission from our country. And uh, Germany does not. So if you don't give out uh, your numbers, you don't have any problems. But we do, so we have to carry the rules out. So that's that's a big issue for the farmers that that are that they are angry about, because they have to give up their whole life because of those rules or or environment. Um, but also they're doing a great job, I think. So that's a that's a yeah. That's the thing in, uh, in Europe to follow the rules and make a difference between uh, all the countries. Now, when you're saying they were doing a good job, do you mean yeah. the farmers or the country and following the rules? No, I think the farmers because well, it's it's a big historical thing for a thing from for from the Netherlands being a farmer, and they uh, grew up to follow all the rules, everything that uh, uh, they want from them. They change in their in their way of working, and um, all of that was not good enough, as they are being told right now. So that's a little bit sad for them. They try to do their best, but yeah. 
my question is if, if you're shutting down farms, what are you guys going to eat? Do, you know where, do they know where food comes exactly. from? Exactly. That's that's what they tell everybody right now. No no farmers, no food like that. But yeah, it's a, it's a big uh, a political uh, thing right now. You know what kind of cracks me up is, and this is just me kind of going on a tangent, is you have these elite type people that are like, well, you know, the cows fart too much, so we can't have <laughs> cows anymore. But what they'll do, what they'll do, though, is we'll, we'll just get, we'll get cows from somewhere else. We'll get food from somewhere else, so it won't be our problem. And it's like it passes the buck off to somebody else to have the problem. And not to go on a tangent about, like, electric cars. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if we can find a more efficient way to commute, that's awesome. But here's the thing that people don't understand. Yeah, yeah gas is, you know, there's it's a problem. You know, it, it's pollutant. And it, it's yep. going to run out at some point. All right, we got to do something else. Okay. Yep. How do you power the electric car? You fucking plug it in. Where's that power coming from? Fucking coal plant, a fucking natural gas plant, maybe yep. a couple windmills. It, it, And then, you know, I hear these stories about mining for these batteries is fucking incredible. There's, there's always yep. a cause and an effect. And just because you feel good about what you're doing doesn't mean that way down the road there's this bad effect people don't ever think about that shit exactly and it's 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 nice to hear it's nice to hear you explain what i've been struggling about with my emissions and nitrogen and you just say the cows far too much i should have started with that <laughs> yeah i had to keep <laughs> had to simplify it there but yeah the, yeah. the cows are farting too much yeah, exactly you want yeah. a big mac or not okay you yeah. want to fucking <laughs> right. buy or not you got to make those choices exactly. yep well, we went from cow farts, from windmills, and prostitution. <laughs> Something that I like to ask the people that have been on the podcast before, and, and you, we talked a little bit about the, the stolen car thing, which it sounds like you guys would chase a stolen car. Yeah, we would. We still do. Policing doesn't sound like it's dead in the Netherlands, is it? Uh, no, I don't think it is. It is, it is changing. Um it is changing a lot, but uh, we can still chase bad guys and catch bad guys and uh, fight bad guys. That that's all good. So we we are pretty much uh, at liberty at that to do. So you've been on since um, you know '04. What are the big changes that you've seen over the past fifteen years? Well, I've just recently listened to podcast. Uh, I don't know which one from you. Uh, there was a guy, and he made a, uh, a message, a sound message to you. Yes, yes. Yeah, telling about uh, new guys and making really fast careers and being not so good on the streets, but very good in, uh, yeah, everything else. So that's a big change I've been seeing also. New, new young people who come to the police, uh, stay on the street for one year, two years or less, and then... Uh, grow up the climb up the tree and they eventually tell you what to do without knowing what to do weird how that works does that make sense no it does i mean it, it yeah. again that's it shows how similar policing really is you know worldwide mm -hmm. now i i've kind of talked to more western countries so it, it'd be interesting to get on like a cop from i don't know india or you know somewhere else 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk to a Russian cop right now. <laughs> but what's um, since we're talking about Russia, obviously you're a whole lot closer to what's going on in Ukraine than I am. Are yep. people in Europe worried about that war spreading, or is it kind of an isolated thing? Well, we are worried. Uh, I mean, Holland is uh, giving weapons to to Ukraine, so we're actually a little bit involved, I think. Um, but yeah, not not as much. It's 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 far enough for us to not worry all the time. But uh, there are a lot of Ukrainians in our country uh, as a, re- a refugee. I gotta be honest. I, I it surprised me how long that's gone gone on. I thought it'd be a really quick thing, but here we are. Yeah what, six months or so, or I don't even know. It seems seems like it's been going on forever. I want to ask you about an average day for a a cop in the Netherlands, Uh, uh, for a street cop. Mm -hmm. Are you guys paired up? Are you on like a foot beat anywhere? Are you guys always have your own cars or or how's that work? Uh, Well, I'm a a canine cop for about 12 years now, so um i have to think about what they're doing but we got uh yeah we got uh, people on foot on uh bikes uh bicycles motorcycles cars uh mostly in cars they are a double by two yeah they, they go on uh on a briefing at the start of the the, the shift uh, and they go about writing their calls and at the end of the the shift they have a de- debriefing yeah, that's it. Okay. So if if you were to make an arrest on your shift, yeah. what's that process like out over there? For me, it's easy because I have my dog in my car so I can uh, transport anybody. So I'll call another one, another unit to me and have them transport my arrestee to the, to the jail. Uh, and then they have to do the administration, uh, book them in. Uh, detectives, is that what you call them, to to handle handle the case? Okay, so the initial responding officer kind of has a small part, and then the detective kind of takes over and does a lot of the paperwork. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have different uh, detectives, so we've got like the the small cases, and we've got detectives from the the whole district or whatever, or the bigger cases. And the small cases, um, like uh, shoplifting um, or a burglary or uh, something like that, they they pick up the case and and, and handle it for us, so that the arresting officer can, yeah, make his his, his typing work and then go back to the streets. When and that's nice. Do you guys? Is there ever a circumstance where you would, let's say, a shoplifter? So something that yeah. would typically happen here in, in the States is mm-hmm. if they don't have wants or warrants and they don't have a history, you may just write a ticket there on scene and release the shoplifter from the store. Is that something that would happen there or does everybody go to get processed through? If It, it depends. Uh, like your first time and uh, under the amount of, I think it's about 50 euros or something, um, they, they get a ticket and they go on the way. Okay. Let's say that you got hooked up for something a little more serious. Do you guys have similar to here where can people, 
if they go to jail, can they bond out before their court date or are they in jail until court? And uh, no, we, we don't have any any bond uh, things. So um, if you get arrested for a, a bigger case, you can be held for maximum of three days. And within that three days, a judge has to look at the case uh, in order to yeah, release you uh, until court date or uh, keep you longer for uh, investigation. So let's say you got arrested for, we'll just say a robbery. Mm-hmm. And you do your three days, the judge says, all right, you're staying in here for further investigation. Yeah. Would they stay yeah. in until their court date? And do you guys have a such thing as speedy trial? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So do you know offhand how, how many days speedy trial is? Most of the cases, just in the normal cases, they take a while. So they just send them home uh, waiting for the trial date. The speedy trials, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. It's not, not really my part of my, my work. So I just go uh, pick them up and that's it. Okay. I'm, I'm just curious. And yeah. then, so I assume for the, the trial part of it, there's a, is there a prosecutor kind of thing or does a police officer act as a, the prosecutor in court? No, we have a, we have a prosecutor. Um, and he's like um, the leader of the investigation. So we we get uh, all the evidence to him, and he uh, uh, handles the case in court. And then the the guy who who is arrested gets gets a a lawyer. That's it, and a judge. So okay. no jury or anything. Okay. Is the uh, the lawyer for the defendant, which we call the defendant here? I don't know what you call out there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that somebody that's appointed, or can somebody hire a private attorney to represent them? Yeah, both, both. If you if you have a, if you want to hire them, that's that's uh, for you. And if you can't afford it or anything, we you get the one from the from the state. Okay. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about traffic enforcement. Do you guys have to have a reason to stop a car, or can you guys stop any car you want? Also, both. You have to have a reason, but we also can do just a traffic stop for uh in generally so we the difference is if i get a a street blocked and i get every car coming through and i i will get them to the side and check there for the driving license so that i can do without any cause Uh, but if i'm driving around and i just want to see just that one car then i have to have a reason but the reason could also be does the driver have a uh, driving license so it's pretty easy Okay. And yeah. people don't have an issue with that? Like when you get, you know, if you just pull somebody over to check their driving status, do people get upset about that or no? Yeah, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. And and most of the times, are the, you know, our, our regular clients who have a problem with that and they start filming and you know what I mean. But yeah, they do have to have a driving license. So they just have to give it to us if we, if we want to see it. Is that something that you could be put in jail for is driving without a license or is that like a ticket? No, no, just a ticket. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys have a big problem with people driving intoxicated, whether drugs or alcohol? Mm, yep. Yeah, we do. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of controls. So how do you, how do you call it? 
there's a lot of checks for that from the from the police state of view. So they they will they would close the road and everybody gets checked for alcohol or drugs. Um, we got a lot of crashes involving uh, um, alcohol or drugs, um, but I don't have to deal with that a whole lot because that's not really a part of my daily work. Just real quick, one more question about that: If you guys suspect somebody's driving under the influence, can you make them get a blood or a breath test, or can they say no? Well, yeah, they can say no, uh, but if I have a uh, you call it probable cause? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If I have a probable cause, like I smell is breath to, um, uh, I smell alcohol or something or, or weed or whatever. Um, and if he says no, uh, his driving license will be taken. So he gets the highest uh, penalty for that to say no. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about your experience as a, a canine officer. What kind of dog yeah. do you have? A Belgian Malinois is what it's called, I guess, in, in English. What's it called in Dutch? Uh, and Sounds much uh, fucking cooler. <laughs> and Herder, Herder means shepherd. And uh, Mechels is yeah a, a Belgian place, Mechelen. Okay. So that's where, that's where they're from. Yeah. So what's a typical day to you? Are you responding to routine calls for service or do you have specialized duties? Normally, it's it's just uh, 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 waiting for the calls, driving around, checking people like every other cop. But our specialty is violence, everything with violence, uh, being a backup for the regular cops. And, uh, of course, the nose of the dog. We don't have, um, like you have in the States, a dual-purpose dog. We just have one uh, surveillance dog like, like we have. He can bite and he can smell uh human scent okay but not uh but not drugs or, or uh gunpowder or anything like that we have do you have okay i was gonna ask if you guys had yeah. different dogs for that yeah yeah we do same kind of dogs but special of a different uh, specialty i gotcha well buddy are you ready to answer some of the questions that the uh degenerates from instagram had for you let's hear it do you eat your fries with mayonnaise, like in Pulp Fiction? We do. So that's I a Dutch it. thing. Okay. Yep, I guess. I guess. It's, it's pretty normal for me. <laughs> mayonnaise with everything with us. Mayonnaise is delicious. I don't care what anybody yep. says. No. So we do, yeah. Have you guys ever had an American lateral like an American cop come over and be a cop in the Netherlands? Have you ever heard of such a thing? I've heard it the other way around, uh, but not. I've never met a, a, a American cop in Holland. No. Okay. Unfortunately. This is a, a fun one. Do you guys have tactical clogs? What's a clog? Oh. A clog. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, do we have them? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so I don't know the the meaning behind this question, but young cheese or old cheese? Ah, I do. Uh, young cheese. It's just a type of cheese you want. So young cheese is, is uh, ripe, uh, not as long as the older cheese. 
Wait, what do you mean by that? Like old cheese? I mean, is that just saying like what I think it means is like fresh cheese versus not fresh cheese? No, no, no. It had nothing to do with fresh, but uh, the cheese who, when they're making the cheese, they can just like a scotch. If you put it away longer, it's going to be riper and uh, more tasteful. But you said young cheese. Yeah. I don't like the taste of uh, old cheese. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally fucking lost on that one. So I might have to do some Googling. <laughs> Listen, you, it, they put away cheeses like, like a good wine or whiskey. And uh, the older it gets, the better it gets. But it's um, a taste thing. It's a matter of taste. And I don't like a big a big taste of that. So young cheese is, is, is uh, I like it better than, than the big flavor of, of old cheese. Okay. So th- this next question concerns that gun, that Walther P99. What do you yeah. think, what's your thoughts on that gun? Uh, well, I don't have any uh, anything to compare it with. Besides the older one, the P5 that we got, that was a piece of crap. Uh, so it's the P99. It's it's a it's a it's a fine gun. It doesn't work, I think. Yeah. You think? I've shot with the I've shot I've shot with the the Glock as well. The Glock. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I think uh, the reason that we don't got that is because you have to unload it by pulling the trigger. Is that right? Oh yeah. No, not yeah. That is a weird thing about uh, field stripping a Glock, is yeah. that you have to pull the trigger to do it. Exactly, I, and I think that that's odd. the reason why we don't have them. <laughs> yeah, I actually had to. You know what's funny is I had to do that the other day, and I had a Smith for a really long time, and you don't have to do that. And I was taking it apart. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do this fucking dumb trigger pull thing. And I thought to myself, how many fucking dudes have shot through walls because they didn't clear their gun properly because <laughs> of this shit? Exactly. So that's the reason I think we don't own the Glocks, but we have the Walter. But we have to unload them by the crop beneath the trigger. So it's also not really safe, but okay. Let's talk about the red light district a little bit is that is that just in amsterdam or do other cities have their quote-unquote the red light district uh other cities also do have them but not as much amsterdam is, is famous for it um uh, yeah there, there are a couple of more cities who have them but not as big as, uh, as amsterdam just it a is, small street or anything the whole thing with the red light district is that's just basically where the whorehouses are right or is there more to it yeah. No, that's basically it. Whorehouses. Well, you got some uh, shows around it, like a peep show. You uh, do you know what that is? A peep show? I do. I do. Okay. No. Well, we have them also, and uh, the bars where they where they have shows. You have like a, a banana bar where they do strange things with bananas. If you know what, what I mean. What ty- What type of bananas? <laughs> uh, chiquitas, I think. Oh, no, I've never been there, so I, I don't know. Oh, you haven't? Okay. <laughs> I Not on the that, podcast, I haven't. I had some friends a, a while ago. Apparently, there was this show going around, even in the States, and it's called The Puppetry of the Penis. And mm-hmm. what these guys would do, and I don't know if this is similar to your banana shows, but 
I love that they're called banana shows though. That, that might be the name of the podcast. Um, but you know, they would, they would basically do like origami with their cock. And I thought to myself, I could never fucking do that, man. It's not, I don't have enough to like, I don't have enough string to play with. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I know. You're not the for that. It's okay. I don't know if I'm offended by that or hurt by that. It's okay. But it's yeah. a safe space. It's a safe space. You can tell what you want. Oh, it's not. It's not. But <laughs> I, God, do you think that would be like a little, I don't know, man. I, it just seems odd to me that you would go up on stage and like that's your life is. Yeah. That's, I think that's more demeaning than making a podcast in your basement is you get up on stage for a bunch of horny girls and you make, origami shapes with your ding dong yeah here's the swan you want me to put it into a puppy dog which i kind of uh, you, asked, you asked me what a good paying job was in holland so maybe it's that it maybe it is maybe the yeah. banana shows are good paying yeah it has to be How, are the prostitutes paid well i really don't know i are guess you saying that your wife's listening yeah she's listening the normal oh. price, I guess, is uh, fifty euros for the right. for the red light district. Well, I mean, what what does fifty euros get you? Uh, I mean, that, like, like, like the regular stuff. What's I mean? Hey, we're all different. What's regular? Oh. <laughs> regular stuff like uh, BJ uh, having sex uh, that the corner. Fifty yeah. bucks? That's it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Holy shit. And when you're done, you're done. Yeah. Checking. I think I think it's it's maximum fifty minutes or so. Fifty <laughs> <15 laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm checking flights to Amsterdam right <laughs> now. Dude, they're only like seven hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Yeah. I know what I'm doing later. Go to the banana bar. Obviously, I mean, no, 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 not me, not um, me as well. There's a lot of questions on Instagram as far as like the crime. I, I think the perception, at least for me, is it the uh, the Dutch seem like a very peaceful people, and that there's probably it's not out of control. I mean, what do you think? Hmm. Well, my daily work says otherwise, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Um, but in compares in in compared to America, I think I think we're not out of control, or we're not as many people in Holland. Maybe that's a that's a thing. But there's a lot of bad things happening in in here. All like, right. Yeah. yeah. So this is a, a website called the Dutch Review, and how safe is mm -hmm. Netherlands? And yeah. currently, it ranks as the twenty one, uh, the twenty first most safest country in the world. So even there, you seem like you're pretty, pretty safe. Um, okay. Do you guys have to worry about terrorism over there? Or has that been a thing there? It has, yes. Um, and I believe we have a good um, system against that. People who investigate them and um, get those terrorists before they can do anything so we've had a lot of uh, threats 
and we also had a lot of um, attacks. Oh no, no, well, not a lot, but we have we've had uh, the terrorist attacks, but not as as great as uh, as big as, as as in America, of course. Yeah, you did say uh, that you guys have open borders, though, right? Yeah. So what does that mean? I mean, when you when you cross the highway from I'm terrible. Uh, what, what country? Luxembourg's next to you, right? Belgium. Okay. Bel- Belgium, Germany. Yeah. Close. I was totally close. But so <laughs> if you cross the border from Germany over yeah. to ne- the Netherlands, I mean, what does that look mm-hmm. like? Is there a security checkpoint or you just cross the highway and you're there? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, basically, you just cross the highway and you're there, but there, there are checkpoints. So they can... They can check if they want, and we also have the AMPR cameras. But basically, you can just go from uh, Holland to Germany or Holland to Belgium without being checked. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there's. Yep. I gotta. I gotta say, there is a ton of questions about clogs on here. There's no mm-hmm. no shortage of those. Are you familiar with the term okay. a Dutch oven? I do. Now, is that is that an approved technique from you guys, or is that something I, that the Americans have bastardized? I I believe I've asked you that on uh, Instagram. What we have to do with uh, the Dutch oven? Why why is it called a Dutch? I know what it is, but uh, what do we have to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea why. Well, let's see where it came from. Yeah, I don't know why what the Dutch have to do with it, but oh, that that yeah. has to name of the, be the name of the podcast. Who am I kidding? The Dutch oven. The Dutch oven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good okay. at it though, but <laughs> so it does. <laughs> it does take place there, but of you're not course. sure where why it, it no. started. In the... why it's specifically Dutch. Yeah, I, mean, I don't it, know. It happens. Yeah. What do you think the greatest country in Europe is? Uh, I have to say Holland, I guess. You know, yeah. I, I I didn't do this guy any favors because he he put the answer, what he thought yeah. it was, mm-hmm. and I, I had to take a screenshot of the stories before they disappeared, and I don't remember what his answer was, but I don't think it was Holland. What do you, <laughs> think, what do you think the second greatest country in Europe is? If I wanted to go on vacation, I would go to Spain, but I don't know. I don't know anything about the country besides there's a lot of sun there and beaches. That's where but, the nude beaches are, right? Uh, yeah, we also have nude beaches in Holland. This flight is looking even better. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't make too much out of it. You don't want to see it. Don't the tell people me who go there. No, I, want no, to see the, <laughs> I do. You don't want to see that. <laughs> okay. Take my advice for it. Okay, okay. I've got something. Oh, go ahead. As a canine cop, I, uh, of course, look at some YouTube movies or uh, body cam footage from, from the American, from the, uh, yeah, from you guys. Yeah. What's interesting is that your canine cops, what they always scream at is when the dog is uh, biting somebody, they would scream, stop fighting my dog. I think it's hilarious. Really? I don't know that I've ever seen that oh. or heard that. I I no? don't okay. 
I don't watch the canine videos and I got to be honest, especially mm-hmm. since I left, I don't watch a ton of the videos anymore. I just, and even when I was on the job, I know people are more into it than I am. And I'm not, I'm not saying not to watch videos. A lot of guys will go out of their way on YouTube and watch things. I think it can be educational to see, Oh, that worked and that didn't work. I'm not negating that at all, but I just, especially when I was working and even now I talk so much shop, I just, sometimes I'm worn out and I don't want to think cop things, you know? And so (laughs) I've never got onto YouTube and watched that stuff, but canine stuff. um, I've never really been interested in having a, a police dog. I don't know why it seems like a lot of people are, but I, I just never have. No, I'm trying to think. I feel like now that you've said that, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I've seen a few, yeah, a few things like that. But in the cop in the in the states, cops are taught to really verbalize things, or now they are. I don't know if that's a thing everywhere, but yeah, especially with body camera, it, making orders very very clear, so there's no debating um, what's happening what's happening for instance when i if i was to yell police stop Mm -hmm. what does that sound like please stop oh oh like please please stop stop. yeah like but if i was to yell police officer stop yep then it sounds like something else then it it, Mm -hmm. it comes out more clearly so that was a big thing in my agency is really clearly announcing who you were because people, even though you're the only fucking motherfuckers on the planet that wear a dark uniform with a patch and a belt, <laughs> they still want you to really verbalize that you're a cop. Yep. And, you know, like you'll see the old cops where it's, you know, sheriff's department, you know, answer the door, stuff like that, being really clear on, on what's being said. So I wonder if that's a thing here in the States with the canine is, you know, even though the person's fighting with the, you know, the dog's biting this fucking dude. Yeah. I think yeah. they're trying to articulate like, stop resisting still and that's, yeah, that, that's what we that, yeah we we uh, yelled at uh, to when we're normally fighting with a, a suspect stop fighting of course but um i don't know if you've ever seen anyone get bitten by a dog oh yeah uh, but it's, yeah it's pretty vicious so stop fighting the dog it, it makes me laugh because the guy is fighting for his life you know <laughs> he yeah. can't do anything about it so it's uh, it's pretty funny for me to to hear because we know, uh, in, in in my experience, the guy who's getting bit, you just have to take control of him as fast as you can because he's getting his arm bit off or his leg bit off. Or uh, in my case, I don't know if you want to hear it. I've I've had his balls bit off once. Oh, by one of my dog. Yeah, that's a good story, even by the way. I would love to hear that story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got a. Uh, like six o'clock in the morning, night shift. Uh, we got a burglary alarm from a restaurant, cafe, restaurant, bar, whatever. So we go there, we don't see anything, but we get a call from the person who lives above the restaurant, and she's saying, Hey, they're, they're breaking in. But we look through the window and we don't see anything damaged or whatever. So eventually, I hear a sound coming from the basement. Um, and the, you have like a room a space for, uh, uh, a beer cake, whatever, what you call it to get it through the basement. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a hole in the, yeah, well, that's, that's where he came in. So I recognize that hole. I think, oh, okay. So I put my, I, yeah, uh, of course I warned him no answer. So I put my dog in that, in that hole 
and then the bad guy was running from the basement to the uh, ground floor. And then I went to the same hole, going uh, to my dog. And when I came this, up the stairs, I saw this guy lying laying on the ground um, with his legs wide open, my big dog in between, biting his, you know what, testicles, and pulling him on the ground. And the guy was screaming for his life. So that was a, that was a little bit funny. Did that? Does the government pay to get his uh, nuts sewed back together? Or is that guy like, <laughs> not having any more kids? He already had kids, so uh, that's that's for one. Uh, but he did get uh, a lot of less punishment because of that. Well, sometimes those things work themselves out. Yep. All right. So here's the last Instagram question I have, and it's from Urban Dictionary guy. There's two different definitions for this word, so I'm not sure which one he's going for. But are you familiar with Dutch Wonderland? I don't. So there's two definitions. The first okay. one is the state of orgasm after really good sex. So I, I would assume the better definition would be like a euphoria type thing after sex. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that could be a thing. But then the other one, which I'm thinking is what he was going for, is while having sex under the covers, you let out a fart and refuse your partner's escape. So it's basically a Dutch oven <laughs> on steroids. <laughs> All right. You know what's funny? I'm, I'm Googling Dutch Wonderland, um, and it says it's an uh, amusement park in Pennsylvania. United it States. is. Yeah, that was the first thing that came up. Yeah. <laughs> I did all a right, little research right. on this one. Yeah. Okay. I never heard of it. Let me ask you this, and this is unrelated to some of the stuff I normally ask, but mm -hmm. what is the weather like there? Do you guys have all four seasons out there, or is it I, – I imagine the Netherlands being very much like the Pacific West here where it's kind of cold and rainy a lot of the year. Is that true or yeah. not? Yeah, most of the time it is. Right now it's uh, 30 degrees, so it's it's really summer right now. Um, but that's that's not normally the case. It's, it's normally in Holland it's like snowy or rainy or windy or everything that sucks. So for those in America where we believe in Fahrenheit, not Celsius, it is 86 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. If you say. See, if I was to go to the Netherlands, I or if I was to go to Europe, I think one of the places I'd want to go is uh, Switzerland. I think the Alps would be really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I go to um, what's called in English Austria to okay. go skiing. Yeah, okay. that's great. How far is Austria from the Netherlands? Uh, it's like. Uh, if we if I go to a ski trip to there, we we usually go for a week, and then it's like a ten hour trip. Okay. So like uh, uh, nine hundred thousand kilometers. Now, is that something where you'd ride a train out there? Would you fly or would you uh, drive out there? No, usually we drive a car. You can also fly or or, or take a train, but it's um, fly is a lot more expensive, and the train is. Well, you have to take a lot of stuff with you. It's not so convenient. Is it, it, it being in Europe? Is it pretty easy to drive across Europe? 
as far as you know it like going through the other countries as a uh foreign person is that a big deal when i say foreign you know like you know you're driving through your you know for through germany or wherever you know driving through mm-hmm. austria do you get a, a hard time or is it pretty easy to just kind of go across with a passport yeah it's it's really easy it's no problem at all you just have a we have a id card and a passport and uh, the passport we only we only need it uh, when we go outside the um, European Union. So uh, just our ID card is is good enough for uh, to travel between uh, uh, Europe. Is there any animosity between the European countries? Because you basically you have I don't know twenty some countries in the amount of space that's the United States essentially, or does everybody? on the Western side of Europe kind of all get along at this point? Like just the normal people you mean or politics? No, politics and normal people, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I, normal people. I think we, we all get along. It's, it's, uh, it's no problem unless there's a world championship soccer. Then we all <laughs> hate each other. <laughs> well, that's, that's to be expected. Yep. That's that's funny because we have a lot of uh, football clubs uh, in in just in the Netherlands, and they from from weekend to weekend they they would smash each other's heads in. Uh, but if the Dutch team has to play, we all love each other for that day. So that's a funny thing. Yeah, I do I do think of soccer hooligans as causing a lot of problems in Europe. Is that fair? It is. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. See, I I think. You know, Americans, like we, if we win a championship for, you know, the football or our version of football or, or whatever, yeah, are we going to destroy a city? Probably. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that's a really regular event in Europe is, you know, when these fucking soccer matches are out of control, right? Yeah, basically they are. And who's, they, uh, who's your team, your club, so to speak. Who do you root my for? club is, my club is Feyenoord from Rotterdam. I don't know who that is or where that is but i i think they're great too buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you no no but yeah that, that that's uh that's an issue and and uh, recently uh when i say recently it's like a, a few years uh going on right now they also uh make appointment with each other with each other to fight like in the in the woods or something so <laughs> the, yeah the hooligans from the one club to another they just uh, yeah connect with each other and they fight in the in the woods just to see who's boss. So that's a that's a thing here. That sounds very uncivilized for Europe. <laughs> I thought you yeah. guys were better than that. Yeah, yeah, me too. But it is. Well, let me ask you some of my my typical dumb questions. What kind dumb. of patrol cars do you guys have? I knew this question was gonna come up. Um, we have the normal cars are Volkswagen Tourans, Tourans, Tourans. Okay. Do you know them? Yeah. Um, Mercedes. Uh, what is it? B B class. Okay. Um, that's the most, and uh, of course the vans, Volkswagen or Mercedes vans. Oh, that's you gotta the have common. the vans. Yeah, and we have got the. Um, SIV, it's called, it's called, yeah, the, the, the speeding cars, you know, the Audi A6, we've got them for the highway. 
All right, I'm just I just googled what you guys' police cars look like. They're they're not very intimidating looking at all. No, no, exactly. Real quick, to jump back a little bit, your uniforms. Are you guys required to wear a hat or anything like that, or are your uniforms very similar to our uniforms? In theory, we are required to wear a hat, but nobody does it. Okay. Yeah. And you so guys we all have, have the same. We all have the same uniform. And that's that nice little yellow. <laughs> yellow and blue yellow and blue okay yeah okay. It's, well I mean, it's, it's not bad it's, it's better than it used to be i feel like very i have worse. that patch that looks familiar i may have that patch somewhere allegedly i, I can get you a patch from our I, I uh, might... game okay yeah you should definitely do that um yeah. i like patches anybody else want to send me a patch let me know i'll tell you where to send them so no crown vix out there though you guys aren't no. with the convicts, okay? No, we are not. As a European, is a is my obsession with the crown vix is that kind of weird, or do you guys have a car you're obsessed with, or am I just a fucking weirdo? No, it's no, no, no. It's, you're not a weirdo, but it's funny to hear because we do not have the obsession with a kind of car. Uh, we've had all kinds of cars: uh, Volvo, Audi, Volkswagen, whatever, um, and they're all they're all crap because they're way too heavy to to get some speed of it. So it's very, it's very, uh, how do you call it? Well-behaved is what my Google tells me. I think Google's wrong on that one. Yeah. I, I also think. Like, like a, a, a nerd car. Is that okay, what I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, yeah. A nerd yes. car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We have, to, we have to do with it, but okay. Nerd car. I like that. Um, yeah. A newer question that I have on the podcast is rookie mistakes. Did you, can you think of anything you did when you were a brand new cop that was just ridiculously <laughs> stupid? Uh, well, no, not ridiculously stupid, but it was a funny moment as a rookie. Let's hear I, uh, start, I started my work at the railway police. In in uh, in the big city, and one of the jobs, or one of the, the the regular things we 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 would do is in the morning. Uh, there are a lot of junkies sleeping in the in the railway stations. So what we would do is go out and wake them up and send them away. That's some regular things we do. So I go out with my uh, what do you call the guys? The the, the coaches or uh, how do you call them? FTO, uh, field trainer. F yeah, yeah, field trainer, yeah. Coaches is called um, um, uh, with us. So with one of my FTOs, I went to do that kind of work. And I was a junkie sleeping. And I was waking him up, and he would not wake up. And I was, uh, I would kick my shoe under the bench to wake him up. So the FTI called me back and said, what are you doing? So I was uh, afraid I would uh, I, I had been too aggressive or something like that, and he would just tell me um, that you're gonna mess your shoes up like that. So he would uh, pick out this baton, is that right? Yeah. Yep. And he would smack the fuck out of the <laughs> junkie, beating him up out of the station, and that's um, yeah how I was told to do my work. So it was not really a rookie mistake, but it was a yeah wake up call for me. For okay, is this how it works? But it was a regular thing. The junkies would accept it and sleep there every day. 
yeah. Just Knowing that they were going to be woken up by a yep. bomb. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Dude, if you did that shit in the States, you'd go to jail. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. It's it's uh, telling it now it's 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 20 years ago almost. Um but at that time it was yeah, it was normal. It would it be normal now or no? I don't work there anymore, but I don't think it would with all the body cams and and cameras everywhere. I don't think it would. You know, I, I think there used to be this kind of accepted <clears throat> level of violence from the cops. Yep. And I, mm-hmm. people are going to, you know, like yell and scream about this, but I think it's a real thing. I think it was expected like, Hey, you fuck around, you find out kind of thing. Exactly. And society has kind of moved away from that and they want kinder, gentler police. Yep. All right. We'll see how that community works policing. Yep. Yes. Uh, I yep. mean, I'm, you know, I'm not advocate advocating, advocating. Uh, I'm not advocating beating the shit out of somebody sleeping under a bench, but <laughs> I don't know. No. Uh, yeah. What's the proudest? But they, would, they, would, they would sleep there the next day, so it had no effect. Yeah. So obviously, it wasn't that bad of a beating. No. What do you think the greatest moment of your career is? Who? Um. I think becoming a canine officer because that's what I wanted for uh, when I was a, uh, a small boy. And when I become that, I was really proud of myself. Yeah. All right. That's cool, man. Would yeah. you, speaking of uh, small children, would you want mm-hmm. your kids to be a cop? That's a hard question. My my dad always told me not to be a cop, uh, but that, that didn't work. Um, I would want them to do what, whatever they wanted to do. If they if they wanted to be uh, with the with the police uh, because of they wanted it, it's okay, but not not because of uh, to make me proud or anything. I like that. That I think as yeah. uh, that's a good answer, and I, I that's kind of where I lean to is uh, I just let your kids do what they want to do. But that well, exactly. obviously exceptions. You don't want them doing banana shows, but besides <laughs> no, that, no. it's pretty open. You no. know. Thank you. I have two daughters. Thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you also don't want your daughters doing banana shows. No, um, no, no, I don't. Now you know this had to come because the people here in the States need to know. Mm-hmm. Do cops in Europe also shit their pants? Uh, of course. Never trust a fart. That's all I have to say. See, it happens to everybody. It happens. Shit happens. happens. Sometimes shit literally does happen, man. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It does. Don't let them tell you otherwise. Yeah, no trickery here, <laughs> buddy. Do you have any words of wisdom for all the millions of people that are going to listen to this podcast someday? I don't have all the wisdom with me, but um, don't take life too seriously unless you have to, um, and as a cop. Don't think you can change the world. Just do your daily work and have fun at it, and you'll be fine. Well said. And I've I've really neglected my buttons today, but you deserve this. Thank you. Well, buddy, thanks for. Uh, I know it's uh, 
evening time there at this point. It's it's uh, yep. it's morning for me. Did you have anything to drink while we were doing this podcast? We I do. I missed your your questions. Oh yeah, that. I fucking I missed it. What what did you yeah. have to drink? Yeah, I had um, Desperados. It's a tequila flavored beer. I'm on my holiday, so I can drink at 4 a.m. Uh, 4 p.m. And I had a, a good scotch whiskey, Artback 10. Look it up. It's great. All right. Hold on. I, I looked up the Desperados. I wonder if that's yeah. still here in the U.S. I think it's a French beer. Interesting. Or, and then what, what? I'm sorry. What was the whiskey called? Artback. It's like A-R-D-B-E-G. And then 10. 10 years. That's a great whiskey. All right. I will. I don't know if that's. Uh, I don't know if we can find that here. But I'll look into it. It's probably a little better than a uh, pickle thick whiskey. <laughs> I wonder if uh, after I get done in Europe seeing the banana show, mm-hmm. if I can. I don't know if I'm allowed to bring uh, whiskey back from uh, Europe. I don't know what the rules are on that. I know a friend of mine, uh, of course, we drink a lot of beer in Holland, uh, special beers like IPAs and stuff. And I know he's he's trading beers with Americans. Yeah, there, there's got to be a right way to do that. So, yeah. well, buddy, I, I appreciate all the, the time in the afternoon, man. I, I hope you you know what? I got one more question. Holiday. Yep. I feel like that's a, a European thing. Is that basically vacation? It's just what you guys yep. call it is holiday. Yeah. Three days. Okay. You can do what you want. You can go on holiday or stay at home or whatever. Just just not working. That's holiday. <laughs> I feel like we need to adapt that here in the US because I, I guess vacation's an okay term, but I think being out on holiday sounds a lot cooler. But I don't know about in Europe, but in the US we have like a holiday for everything. Like today is probably like single mother's day or something i don't i don't know banana I like show, that, yeah. banana show yeah. day could be <laughs> international banana show day international banana show day <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right well guys uh thanks again for turning thanks again for tuning in to this uh very poorly made police memes podcast yep. you guys know what to do support the uh fine sponsors of the show so i can uh, bring you guests from all over the world be a monthly donor, click the little link at the end of the podcast, and you too can help fund the dungeon. And of course, I got all kinds of fun and exciting merch always changing, coming out, and uh, my boys with Ghost Patch, we're working on something special for you guys. So with that said, um, remember, I don't know, something about banana shows, that's fun. And then uh, 50 bucks for hookers, not too bad. And it's probably, probably <laughs> safer than here, if we're being honest. Flights to Amsterdam are only 700 bucks, so I'm just throwing it out there instead of getting caught with some uh, meth head on the uh, the (laughs) shitty drag on your street. Just save a couple bucks. Okay, maybe you're not saving bucks, but have a nice little holiday. Fly out. Go see Puppetry to the Penis. Go buy a hooker. (laughs) I don't know where we're going from this point, but remember that I I love all of you and be safe out there. Bye-bye.